Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD2, etc., etc., etc. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. We talk about, well, see if you can figure it out. And we talk ooh, about ooh, it every ooh, day. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hi food? there. Ooh. Food, very good. It <laughs> matches the ooh in food and yud and, uh, and the rest of the oohs. You know what? We were talking about Manali's a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. Pascal's Manali. Uh, there were two things that uh, I really should have uh, brought up here or there. What's that? And that is uh, the, the three things. One of them is inside at the oyster bar. Mm-hmm. There's a guy by the name of Thomas. Yes. And he is the oyster shopper, and yes. he's very good at it. He is, yeah. And, he's, and, and I'm not just saying that he really is yeah. good for it. And what he does is as he shucks your oysters, he gives you some advice or just something that makes you feel good. Or yes, he uh, exudes peace. And he wants to tell you all about it, and he yes. and most people are very willing to do that. And uh, and he uh, he will if he knows you, and he probably does. He'll tell you a few things that you hadn't thought about at all, and it, and, and you're telling yourself the whole time, "Gosh, I want to listen to this guy again." Yeah. Well, then uh, after doing that, when I went there, you know, about three, four weeks ago, I uh, discovered somebody who has been there the whole time, but I, I never put two and two together. The guy who is the, um, the uh, uh, owner. Are, no, not the owner. Uh, the, there are these the guards. Who oh yeah, out yeah, on the yeah. sidewalk. Yeah, pretty in, incredible. In a back yeah. neighborhood, really not yeah. a not a bad neighborhood by all means. It's Tim Timolis here. We talked about this the other day. Yeah. Well. Yeah, the songs. Well, I'll, I'll figure. I'll I'll end this right now. But I, I got to talking with. He was singing. He was singing these um, gospel tunes. Gospel stuff, exactly. And I, I walked over, and, and I ha- happened, because of, I was in the end pass thing, I had some music. Uh-huh. So I said, what do you think of this? He said, and then he started in, in on it. And this guy can sing. He's really great, and yeah. And he has, he has a, a low side. try to sing with him if you go there. A low side. Baritone. Yeah. And he can go yeah. much lower than yeah, that. Yeah, he's really incredible. Incredible. Standing out there yeah. on the sidewalk. I know. Crazy. I love it. Let's go to Timely. Back Timely, to Timely. Happy New Year. Hello. Hey, Happy New Year. Hi there. Hey. All right. So you left us last as you were pulling into San Diego when last we talked and you were meeting your sister and her husband for uh, a, a weekend. I guess they stay there for the weekend. First of all, I, we have to reintroduce you. This is my niece, Emily, and her husband, Tim who, for some inexplicable reason, decided they wanted to travel the country in a renovated RV. Mm. So they so they bought a 1994, he says, and a 96, she says. So I'm saying it's a 94 mm. RV. 
that they renovated, I hear very cool. Um, it, it, you have you did a great job, I, I understand. And they are traveling the country. Both of them work from home, and they have had a lot of crazy adventures. And uh, they are going to be probably doing this for a long time, even though they said just a couple of months. This is they're they're addicted, <laughs> right, guys? Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's Sounds no longer called so Adventure anymore, though. Wait, what? We changed the name of the RV. Why? Hmm. It's called Scar now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm sure there's a story behind that. It used to be Timely. This is at Instagram, Timely and the Toaster, T-I-M-I-L-Y and the Toaster, and the Toaster was the RV. Why is it now called Scar? Uh, we just, we've been beating it up. We got, we, I hit a parked car the other day. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm. that, oh no, that, that will put a dent in you. Uh oh. Yeah. What happened? That's Emily weird. was not there to help you. She was. She just wasn't paying attention to the side of the vehicle that needed to be paid attention to. I guess. I was watching the back. That was the problem. I wasn't watching the sides. I was watching the back. We were just in a really, really, really tight parking lot in Monterey, California, and that just oh, happened. Oh no. Mm. Uh huh. But we're good. Oh, well. Is, was this the Monterey? Was it really bad? Uh, no. It, I mean, there's, it, yeah, well, okay. It's fine. Nobody was hurt. Everything's fine. It was a parked car, so it could so have been much So you just drove better. away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So we're, now, we're, now we're wanted. <laughs> no. No. So, you know, you do the whole insurance exchange and oh, it's Oh, my fine. goodness. Uh-huh. Okay, so now is Emily still going in and out of the window in order to open the door? You know, no. we hadn't had to do that for a while, and then somehow our door got jammed this morning. So this morning brought me back to that oh, just no. for a one-time, okay. one-time thing, but now it's fixed again. So, Okay, well, let's talk about good stuff. What great stuff have you found or done since we last spoke? Hmm. Oh, man. Well, San Diego, Monterey. Um, Joshua Tree. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask um, you this. Did you go Did you go Highway 1, Pacific Coast Highway? Were you going up the PCH? Yeah, for we've, we, yes, we've, we've done probably two hours worth on it. Okay. That's uh, a little bit of a grip you need on that. Uh, yeah, you weren't on Highway 1 with that thing, were that's you? It's hard to, with a normal it was car. Very, let alone yeah, outside that. of Santa Barbara we were. You were? Oh, scary. gosh. Okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I didn't realize how many mountains were around here <laughs> as well. Like, yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty horrifying. But Yeah, yeah, it's a little we scary. We did it. And it's like, I don't know if you went, I don't know if you went all the way up, like, you know, to Monterey from, you know, say, Santa Barbara or Paso Robles or something like that. But but there are places where you're just, like, right on the side of the cliff. So, I mean, were you, yeah. were you driving that? You were done, You did that? No, we didn't do that. Um, we just did it on, in Santa Barbara. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we were I, – I wanted to. Emily didn't want to. Yeah, uh-huh. It's it's um it's kind of hairy for a, a regular little car. I mean there are, there were spots where you would, you know you would like there was this one time that I saw a they were they were repairing the road 
that had slid and there was I'm not kidding there was a portal latch that I don't know how anybody got in that thing because it was almost halfway off the side of a cliff <laughs> I can't imagine having to go to the oh bathroom God. badly enough to use that portal but there's some hairy little scenes along the way there for sure anyway all right so uh, let's get let's start with San Diego so you did you find that place that we told you about in San Diego so we looked for the place. We couldn't figure out the name. Nobody, I know you said everybody that somebody knows it, but we couldn't. There were just a couple different taco places. So we ended up, where did, we tried El Gordo, and that was actually closed with caution tape around it one night. So we didn't do that. Um, and then we ended up, I think, in Little Italy instead. So no, we have to, I think, go back at some point because we couldn't figure out this place. Okay, we, we were when asking he calls again, everyone, I'm going to ask just... him to be really, really specific. Did you go to La Jolla? Yes. Yeah, okay. I did with Ashley and Juan a little bit. Yeah, I was oh. working. He worked that day. I did not go. Oh, I did everything else in San Diego, though, except for uh-huh, La Jolla. Except for La Jolla. Uh-huh. And you like, did you like San Diego? Loved it. Yeah, it was really, really, really. What's not to great, love? I thought. Yeah. What's yeah. Not to I mean, love? beaten only by Santa Barbara. So how how was it in Santa Barbara? What'd you do there? Santa Barbara was more. You know, we're in the mountains. You know, so like uh, me and Emily got in a little tiff because I was just not expecting to be driving through like. You know, oh no! Um, to get there, and I, those, I those we were vehicles of yours, they uh, the, the people driving up in the hills, they're not nice to people. Yeah, have, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's crazy. Like you're you're right on the beach, and then you go up like seriously yeah. these crazy mountains. So yeah. our resort was, of course, in the mountains. It wasn't by the beach. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those places. That's why we missed you guys last week is because we ended up at this place and had zero reception for a few days. Uh-huh. We really went off the grid. Um, so, you know, I would say that Barbara, resort is kind of a stretch when you're thinking about an correct. RV park. But you know what? There are places along the Pacific Coast Highway where there is a, you know, like a camper site and mm-hmm. they sold it for over a million dollars. Oh my gosh! Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They do. They do. As as cringy as some of them are, a lot of them do throw the name resort in there. So it's yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah. Santa Barbara was pretty because we ended up going horseback riding actually on Christmas Eve um, oh, up in the mountains. Nice. So that was kind of a cool Lovely. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah we met some turkeys. We fed some wild turkeys. And... Wait, you had wild turkey? No, we, we saw them. Like, we fed wild turkeys. Oh, oh I see. Uh-huh. Okay. Like eating. Anything, you didn't eat was. them. You helped them to eat something. Yeah. There's this yeah. really cool place in the Malibu Mountains, which I, I wish I had thought of to tell you to go to. It's like this... You know, been around from the you know '60s, and it's it's like only the people in the neighborhood know about it. And I, I wish I could think of the name of it. I'll have to look it up somewhere in case you go back through that way. But um, it, it would be an experience for sure. All right, so then you you made it all the way to Monterey. You're in San Francisco now. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. So where uh, are you me? going? Where are you going in San Francisco? Well, the Grateful Dead is playing tonight, in, uh, oh, or exciting. Dead and Company. And I—I I mean, we're not going to go to the concert, but we—I definitely want to go outside of the concert and just take pictures of people. Yeah, where see is all the it? beautiful people. Uh, yeah. Uh, the new Golden State Warriors Arena. So I think it's called Chase. Uh huh. Something. Okay. So that's what uh, we're going to do today. when you all went with your family, did you ever make it to mm-hmm. Yangtzeing, the place that we recommended Yangtzeing? Mm, the Chinese. Uh, the dim sum place. Dim sum, and they roll this card up to you, and you say, "Give me one of those, and one of those, and one of those," and then they oh, look at the color right. and page and the the way they made. It's hilarious. And they they charge you according to what kind of plate you're eating. Yeah, it's called. Yang. So where, where is that? Like what? It, what? Where in San Francisco? It's downtown, and it's in what used to be the p- main post office in San Francisco. It's. I don't know how we'll close you tonight. are to the actual city, but if you're if you're uh, down kind of close to the water, and that's a hilarious thing to say because it's surrounded by water. But um, in the in the business district, there's a. Uh, there's like a bank. You said a bank building, right, Tom? It's a post office, but an old but very large. Uh, I think po- it's a bank building. Okay. It's, anyway, it's Y A N K. Y A N K. S I N G. H. H I S I N H. G H. Oh, S I N G H. I don't know where what the Jesus uh, is for. I'll so. text it to you. Yeah, okay. But anyway, it's yeah, we'll it's, tonight, some, it's quite yeah, an experience. And you should definitely do it if you're there. Really, but only once, because there's a gimmick. I don't know. I would do it a lot. There's a gimmick really aspect to it that I find hilarious. Brings down, <laughs> you know, the the excellence I know you can get there. Because I've eaten in a lot of restaurants in San Francisco, and that wouldn't be on my top ten list. I don't think. There's another really cool place called the Tadich Grill. Oh. T-A-D-I-C-H. You could, you could pick that up and put it right in the middle of New Orleans, and nobody would notice a difference. It's a very cool place. It's like a bunch huh. of grumpy old waiters. And and customers, too. Um, we would fit in there. What, it, it, what, you, you did? would you fit went? in or you would? We will. I would fit in there. We would. Yeah, Tadich. yeah. Yeah, look that one up. Tadich Grill. I don't know how many meals you have there, but those are two good ones that you definitely should try. I assume you're going to... Um, to, oh gosh, what's the name of that place with the lighthouse? I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Um, we went to the sourdough factory. Bowden. Oh, that's that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we, we got uh, some sourdough in the shape of a crab and turtle, and we're going to ship Acme? Is this the Acme Bread Company? No, it's Bowden or Bowden. Yeah, B-O-U-D-I-N, sourdough. There's a a place called Tartine, T-A-R-T-I-N-E. Doug's like an old hippie. He likes to find music. I love it. That means that we have to take a break. Can you hang on for a little bit longer? Yeah. Okay. All right, we're talking to Timely, uh, formerly Timely and the Toaster. I guess they have to change their Instagram if they're changing it to Scar, but I don't think they should. I think he's just still smarting from his accident. 
260-636-8. If you have a question for Timely, I know they'd like to talk to you. This is my niece and her husband who are on the road seeing all the great sights in the United States from their RV. They check in with us every now and then. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. <laughs> all right, guys, I just got off the phone with Yank Singh. It's spelled Y-A-N-K-S-I-N-G, as in Singh. And they are located. They are located in uh, the downtown business area at 49 Stevenson Street. Okay. Well, now we know. Awesome. We'll have to go through. Yeah, you definitely have to try that one. That is a fun, fun thing to do. The first time. Okay. Yeah. No, I I like it. I've been a couple times. I like it every time. If you don't have a lot of great Chinese food, you all seem like you probably would like Chinese food. Do you? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Uh it's it's dim sum specifically. It's a certain kind of, you know, it's it's a certain kind of experience and it's really fun. Anyway, all right, back to Timely and the toaster. That's Tim and Emily Nelson. All right, so after you how long are you staying in San Francisco? Through the first. Yeah, yeah, we're going to Napa Valley to do a wine. Oh, you are? Oh, that's nice. You will uh, you will really love that. That is nice. And and take my advice. This is going to sound like old grandpa kind of stuff. Uh, watch your drinking. They <laughs> they, they they really stay. They, Thank you, Uncle Tom. You. So uh, and uh, there's plenty of it to be had. So you know you can. Yeah. 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 So how long? Yeah. Are you Thankfully, be in Napa? we're taking a um, oh, it's either a limo or a bus. Or oh, something. Perfect. So it's like that's, a group. It's a group tour. That's um, great. That, that's the, the that's the best idea ones. of all. Oh, that'll be great fun. Yeah. Do you have specific wineries that are part of it, or they just sort of surprise you? Uh, it's more of a surprise. So mm-hmm. they have they have affiliations with a bunch of them over there. So I think they just kind of rotate them, depending on the day that the day of the week it is type thing. So. Okay. Well, we have a contact who's from uh, New Orleans, and they have a winery out there, and I will I will text that to you. It's called Flambo Wine. So if you have mm. any free time and you want to stop in, I'm sure they'd be happy to to greet you. Oh, just great. like that one. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. So after you after you go through the first of the year, are you heading south again, or are you just going to keep going? Yeah, I think we're starting to loop around um at this point we were going to go up to oregon and washington but i think we're going to save that because it's just been kind of like rainy and gross and i think it's only going to get worse as we go smoky further north yeah Mm -hmm. so i think we're gonna call uh tour one a wrap and start heading back and then tour one i like it yeah we'll hit those on our next roundabout i think why do I think Tour 1 is just going to become the only one and it's just going to go on forever? No, I think Who we're I think we're hitting a little bit of a plateau. This week is oh, a little okay. bit stressful, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, we we may be hitting our limit. <laughs> well, an accident I will used do to that like too. Emily. Wait, what? I used to really like Emily, you know. It's <laughs> So, so after the accident, the 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 toaster's getting a little small, huh? It's a little cramped in here. Yeah. Mm. No, okay. It's, well, it's that'll fine. do it. 
I would think yeah. that'll do it. So you're planning to, so the new goal is that you're going to turn around and spend Mardi Gras around here, and then you're just going to head straight back up after that? No, um, we, we, you're forgetting Florida Keys, too, Emily. We were talking about doing that, yeah. which isn't close at all. But, uh, yeah, that's. I'm going to save you the trip, okay? I'm going to save you the trip in the toaster. Although Key West is, I don't know, Key West is a lot like New Orleans. But seriously, the the Florida Keys, and I know there are people who are going to be screaming when I say this, it's just a bunch of um, sleazy T-shirt shops. What? Is it boring? I heard, yeah, someone told me that too. Like there's not much to do there. Oh, the, yeah, it's the yeah, it's it's. I was very disappointed, and it's a long, long way. Although you know what, if you're there and you've always wanted to see it, then you should see it. But don't expect to. to I, I think people. I would say. I would guess that it's almost a universal sentiment that it's like, what? This is it. But you know what? If you're there, you should see it. You know, I mean, that's what you're there for—to see things. So it's so yeah. interesting. I just learned that. Yeah. Well, Thank you. That's actually great. You'll uh, you'll love it. But boy, uh, it's it's kind of crowded in every place you turn. Is something I've always seen. But uh, then again, there's no other place like it. So there you go. Yeah. 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 But Key West is, you know, I mean, uh, Key West is kind of interesting. Uh, but does. but that's it. That's that's like. There's mm-hmm. once you get past Isla Morada, if that's the way you say it, Isla Morada or whatever you call it, then there's just nothing there unless unless you're really, really wealthy and you have to really like each other. So it doesn't sound like you guys are feeling that right now. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're really wealthy and uh, really digging someone, you would go to Little Torch Key and uh, spend some time, but I don't think that the toaster would be welcome there, mm. especially since yeah, you have to get there only by boat. If well, you went there yeah, we, by boat and they even knew that you were off the toaster, they'd probably turn you away. I think Tom's better yeah. to say goodbye. Yeah, well, you know, it happens now and then. We I, bring... I can tell when Tom's winding mm-hmm. it up. That means yeah. bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and by the way, this just in, husbands equal all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> what the boy it's tough this is the food show on Tom Fitzmaurice alright guys uh, thanks for checking in we're going to say right. goodbye we have, we, have, uh, and, uh, we have one of our sponsors here alright that means goodbye bye guys talk to you later thanks for calling no bye. no sponsors Okay. oh that's interesting okay Oh well. Uh, 260-6368 if you would like to chat with us we would certainly love to have you that was fun. They're cute, and I, uh, I'm i excited for them to have – I hope they're writing a book. That's all I can say because they have been um, piling up the experiences, and, uh, and it's just a great idea, I think, to go and see the country and experience it that way, although I would never do it in a million years. I like the idea of hearing about it. Yeah. I can't quite picture mm-hmm. myself pulling into a an RV park. Well, you know, there's this and there's that, and that's lifetime. Well, you, you know, know, there's there's people who all of that who yeah. love it. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. one of them. Do you like restaurants? So, 
over the week. Oh, yeah, Tom is really, really interested in having some calls on that. It seems sort of fundamental. Do you like restaurants? Yeah, do you like restaurants? <laughs> no, some people don't really. I mean, no, you, some. I've heard it said uh, that uh, restaurants are overrated, just in general. Yeah, who said that? I can't remember. It, it was a guy I met at some event, uh, and uh, <clears throat> I... I never figured out who he was, but he was saying that to everybody he saw, and people were looking at him like he was nuts. But anyway, um, this is the food show, and what we do is we talk about restaurants, and cooking, and wine, and all of that. And uh, if you've got a question about that, uh, call us up, and we will do one of two things. We will uh, go through our thought binder to uh, find out something uh, that can give you a direction, or... We can turn you on to something else that we know about, some resources, plenty of them out there. And we are always here uh, every day, uh, Monday through Friday, really, and then we uh, once in a while even on the weekend. So it's uh, great to have you here, and thank you for listening to our show. We have a bit more of it to do, though. We're just getting started, really. Here's our phone <laughs> number, 260-6368, Tom, and, over the weekend, uh, uh, and national... I said that the... Uh, we uh, will have that and uh, and much more. And thanks a lot for listening. Uh, do you love restaurants? Call me and tell me. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. While you're waiting, while Tom is anxiously awaiting calls in answer of that question, I'm going to throw out the fact that over the weekend, it, on Saturday, it was National Pepper Pot Day. That's right. Does anybody, uh, does anybody eat pepper it's a soup right pepper uh -huh. pot is a soup yes it's a, a jamaican soup more than anything uh-huh it's and that's where the uh that's where it originally came what from. is it well the the interesting thing about it is that when you talk about uh pot what, what pepper was it? pots Pep, pepper pots things like that and you go to jamaica you find that they have things that fit that but they're not particularly good, and you know that when you find it on your own, uh, or the people who live there, uh, you wind up with really great food. I mean, Jamaica is a wonderful place to eat. It's very, very active. It's pretty spicy, but uh, for example, the word um, uh, that turns up there a lot jerk, is, huh? Jerk? Jerk? No, no, no. It's uh, there are. Uh, there is a, a, a small bush. It goes up about maybe all five spice. feet. Allspice. Thank you for filling that in for me because that's exactly what it's called, except that when you eat it, it doesn't seem to be peppery at all. But it does give this certain sort of unusual flavor, and there it is. So how do we get on that? It's pep it was pepper pot, pepper pot de soup day or something. Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I wanted to get back to the actual item, pepper pot. Yeah. So it's just like a clear soup with vegetables and uh -huh. meats. Yep. And is it is it in a certain kind of pot? Is that why it's called pepper yeah. pot soup? Well, they come in a big bowl like you would be getting barbecue or something. So it's it, is it ser it's served in a special way? Just about all the uh, eating I did in Jamaica over the years was uh, very much focused in one item or one group of items. And when you go to the real uh, uh, the, the places <clears throat> in uh, Jamaica that are primarily for tourists, uh, they'll have all of these lakefront uh, places. 
and when you run into that, it's, the places are beautiful and all of that, and their food is good, but sometimes it wears you out a little. Mm-hmm. Mm. So do you do you like pepper pot soup? Well, I haven't had many chances to have it, but I have had it. You a said couple it of reminds times. you of gumbo zerb. That's about right. Yeah, that's it's a, a, a lighter thing. You said than it's what not we're really all to. that peppery. Not that peppery. Well, that's because pimento is itself not very spicy. Oh, is pimento the same as the allspice bush? Pimento. It, yeah, bush? that's that's what they call it. Okay, uh, all right. And it's, it's spelled P-I-M-I-E-N-T-O. All right, we're going to take a break. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and you are you, and we're all together. Hey. Yay. And and uh, what? And I it's said, nice to be here with you, as I said, and um, as we get into the... Um, you know what else is? It's National Wine Rotation Day, which would be a good thing good to idea. do, because mm-hmm. you might run into some bottles of champagne that you might like to do for New Year's Eve. So your wine rotation is described as follows. Do you remember what it is, Tom? I do, but I probably will disagree with the way it's done. Yeah. Well, I think you wrote it. Okay. Well, let's. Well, that might. Uh, maybe I didn't. Uh, while while uh, while wine bottles in storage for future drinking should be disturbed as little as possible, most of us who collect a few wines, as opposed to the really dedicated of avid enophiles, lose track of what we have on our shelves or in our closets. You might have some older bottles that will soon be past their prime. Put it all off on the shelf and see what's up there. Restack the uh, wines with the ones most in uh, need of drinking at the top and the ones that will last a long time at the bottom. Once a year will prevent sad wine deaths. All of that is great. And I and I don't well, say... It definitely be a good time to do it because yeah, this is, is so close to New Year's Eve. So you, you almost certainly will find something you need. To drink sooner rather than later. New Year's resolution: drink your wines. And the the part about it that's a little funny is if you if you have champagne bottles, don't rotate them. That's not that's something that goes on during the uh, the second stage of making uh, uh, that. And uh, you don't really once it's out in the store or in the in the. Doesn't shop, matter what you do with it, it except doesn't. drink it when it's sooner when or you later, you know. But uh, uh-huh. it's not something that has to be done every day or something. There, there are people who think that's the fact. So you never do have to do it with champagne. No, right. not really. No. Today, Texas became a state. Among its several nicknames is Land of Contrasts. From the food perspective, the contrast is between the Mexican-inspired cooking of the western part of the state and the Texas version of Cajun cooking in the east. In the major cities, especially in Houston, the ethnic diversity in the restaurants is among the greatest in the country. Houston has become an extremely good restaurant town in the last 20 years. That said, it must be noted that the typical restaurant in Texas cities and suburbs is... Your favorite, Tom. Mm. A chain outlet. <laughs> you know what? Oh, great. There are plenty of those. What would coming. you say is the line of debarkation between uh, West Texas and East Texas? There must be like an actual line. Is it? Is it San Antonio? Yeah, Van Horn. Is that right? Or is that just yours? 
Well, I don't know. No, Van so, Horn would be my pick. So I would say that San Antonio, to me, is where it becomes West Texas. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that everything between San Antonio and Houston and the eastern border of Texas is Louisiana-inspired. I would say that there's only Louisiana-inspired from, say, Beaumont East, and that Houston is sort of a more of a world-class dining city. And then the rest of Texas between Houston and San Antonio would be um, a combination of barbecue and Mm -hmm. Tex-Mex. And then when you start getting into San Antonio and west of there, you're you're really talking the more serious Mexican food. Am I wrong about that? No, it sounds good to me, Uh, although there's one little thing you can add to this that some people might find useful and others not, and that is uh, the grits line. Well, that's now, that's northeast and southeast. Well, I know it does. It, it does. It doesn't come have down. anything to do with Texas. Yeah, well, they serve it in Texas. They serve grits in Texas. Mm-hmm. They sure. serve hash browns in Texas. They don't do that they? too. Well, that would put it below the grits line. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't uh, go for that. As a matter of fact, I don't usually have breakfast while I'm going across the western part of Texas. No. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm easy. All right, so yeah, what is Tex-Mex, actually, Tom? What is Tex-Mex? Tex-Mex. This is where you know kind of like what me- the Mexican food is and what makes it good and why would you get that. And uh, the other side of the equation is that you you don't know it and you come up with something that is uh, just a complete uh, messing up of the of the cuisine. Okay, translate that into something usable. Okay, you can. There are a lot of restaurants that say they have Mexican food, and yet it's a, it's really American food. If you look at well, okay, so is is what you're saying that Tex-Mex mm-hmm. is Americanized Mexican food? Yeah. Well, then yeah. everybody's serving Tex-Mex. Well, not not really. I there mean, except some, for some really serious Mexican. Well, those are the ones I look for, and I find them too usually. Like like over here on the North Shore, La Coretta is Tex-Mex. Yeah, well, oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah, but then across the street, habanero is much more Mexican food. I would see that's true, but even that is also Tex-Mexy. What habanero? Uh huh. Really? Yeah, more so than most. Do you think so there's any actual Mexican food in New Orleans? Um, yeah, the best one I've found, uh, and this is uh, going to be surprising to you, it's a chain. So already it's kind of peculiar. Suspicious. Go ahead. Yeah. The and it's called um, El Paso. El Paso. Yeah. And you know what they have that almost no other Mexican restaurant in the city has? Mole. Mole poblano. Everybody out there could say the same thing because we know that's all you look for, Tom, is mole. Mole. Doesn't habanero have mole too, though? Uh, if they do, I've never been able to get it. I think they do have it. I was there about a month ago. And I don't remember. I think they I remember did have I, it. Di- I didn't have it that night, but. Uh, well, I can't imagine they must not have had it that night because I know you would have gotten it because you always get it. That's your barometer of Mexican food. But, mm-hmm. but I think you know, Tom, if you went to some of these places that, um, 
the the Mexican dining scene in New Orleans, mm-hmm. I think, changed a lot after Katrina. And a lot of yeah. Mexican, like Spanish-speaking Mexicans <clears throat> came to the city as part of construction crews to work on rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And their food came with them. Uh-huh. And soon there were taco trucks on the street serving real Mexican food to the Mexican workers. And those places evolved into brick and mortars. And so I think that's where you would find the true Mexican food in town, the more authentic versions. Could be. But, you know, there's, there are things you need for any creative uh, endeavor. One, in, in the case of restaurants, you want to have people who know what the food is about, the customers, I mean, as knowing that what they what the cuisine is all about. Well, that's what and, I'm saying. That's and, why the food trucks for the workers. Well, there, but there's more. There's also the people who work in the shop, in the, in, in the kitchen. Their version of the same dishes will be different from the, the first one. And then it all kind of adds up at the end where you have it so nailed down into the way it would be in Mexico itself, where you really have a grabber, except that it doesn't. We don't have any such food here. It, it, it scares a lot of people off because it's it's so different from what they're used to. They're, they want to get the, uh, the t- tortillas, and all, you know, the queso <laughs> and the well, you know what? I'm sorry. I've said it a million times before, yeah. and I'll say it again. And I say it unapologetically because uh-huh. I am, in fact, American. Yeah. And I like fake American food, and that's what it is. There is nothing no, really wrong with Tex-Mex or fake Mexican food. Um, it's 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 a cuisine. I mean, yeah. it's 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 perfectly fine. I know? agree. I, I agree. And you don't necessarily have to have all of these authentic cuisines because chances are it's gravitated into fake American food because the American palate, let's face it, is weak. It's not it's not up for the real deal, you know. In terms of Mexican food? Oh, in terms of any kind of ethnic cuisine. Oh, we're not okay. you yeah. know, we're we're not likely to eat the bladder of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowingly, we're not yeah. likely to want to eat pig's feet in Chinese cooking, yeah. and we're or not likely to them. want. Yeah, we're not yeah. likely to want to eat um, all of the real ingredients that people who are not as well off as Americans, generally speaking, have to eat because that's what they eat. And so, mm-hmm. when Americans who have not had to do that are faced with that, they go, wait, what is that? And that's just the way it is. I mean, that's fake American food. And uh, I would love to go to Mexico. It's very high on my list of a place that I want to go. And by that, I mean Mexico City Mm -hmm. and really try the food. Although I say that, and I'm sure as soon as I get there and see the kinds of food that's, quote, real, my fake American palate will recoil. Well, I wish you good luck with that. Uh, I'm, it's never going to happen to me. Uh, not my fault, but mm-hmm. it, it won't. And uh, I would love to see all of that. And Because every friend I've ever had who goes to Mexico City, uh, even remotely, regularly, 
all I hear is things that make me want to say, yeah, that's something I want to do before I croak. <laughs> so... Okay. All right. What, what next? Two six zero six three six eight. Well, we didn't cover the barbecue scene in uh, in we're, Texas because yeah, we're just talking about endless. Texas food because today in 1867 they became a state, and so that makes me think about Texas food because mm-hmm. I really do like Texas food. I like uh, I like the barbecue, the brisket in particular. And uh, the Tex-Mex and also the real Mexican. And I don't even know. I mean, I don't know how real Mexico, Mexican something like Hugo's is. <clears throat> anyway, I'm I can see that you've had enough cowboy. of the Texas talk. Today is also National Bacon Day, Doug says. And I said, well, it's always Bacon Day. And he said, no, but it's really Bacon Day today. I don't know what makes it any more so, but... What can be said? Who loves? Who doesn't love bacon? No, I mean that's that's a good point. Even vegetarians and vegans, if given the choice, uh, well, they have made the choice not to eat it. But you know, to to say if it tastes good or not, I mean, they have other reasons for not eating it, which are completely um, separate from the fact that it tastes really good. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. it, who doesn't mm-hmm. love bacon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do anyway, do, 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 uh, do. let's see. I've got something uh, kind of uh, uh, the operational aspect of having a, a talk show for you on the radio every day. Uh, that things happen, and um, and they don't fit into what you were thinking about five seconds ago. And I just had that hit by me. So uh, if I remain, remember before the show is out. Oh, so I you're just teasing something. Oh, I, you had something no, in your I'm mind, not. you I, forgot it, and then you wanted yeah, to come back. That, that's okay. closer to it, yeah. Okay, words to eat by pounding fragrant things, particularly garlic, basil, mm-hmm. parsley, is a tremendous antidote to depression. Yeah. Uh, that's what you say. I don't know why you're saying that, but I would <laughs> I imagine that it's true. But it yeah. applies also to juniper berries coriander seeds, and the grilled fruits of the chili pepper. Pounding Mm. these things produces an alteration in one's being, from sighing with fatigue to inhaling with pleasure. The cheering effects of herbs and alliums cannot be too often reiterated. Virgil's appetite was probably improved equally by pounding garlic as by eating it. I, this is uh, this is not this is something you picked up from a book called Patience. Wait, no, a book. I, it, you know, I don't even have the name. It's Patience Gray is the food writer mm-hmm. from the mid '60s, and she wrote those words, and I don't even know in what, but she's probably right for Sounds sure. Sounds good to me. I mean, garlic. Whoever takes you off the grill for garlic anyway it's good for you garlic is a wonderful thing to be simmering in olive oil until it's simmered too long oh and then it smells burned and then that's a really awful smell and taste the worse it gets yeah the the more you cook it the worse it gets yeah you just catch it when you get that aroma coming up when you get the aroma Take that pan away and finish up the dish that way. It's a great, great smell. I remember when you told me I used to do garlic and onions in just about everything Mm -hmm. I cooked. And then you said you shouldn't cook garlic and onions together. Yeah, that is the feeling of a lot of French chefs as well as uh, American chefs. 
Yeah, but, not everybody goes But that wouldn't apply to something like a tomato sauce where you need both garlic no, well, and onions, yeah, right? No, I wouldn't think so. It's it's the fighting between the garlic and the and the uh, and the onions. onions. That's you know they're related fairly well anyway. Once once you put in I something, that's, I don't think so. You think they're related? Oh, they definitely are. Are yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Not as closely as garlic uh, that they put in sarsalinos or you know hardinos. Words to drink. Oh, oh it's Chef Andreo. Oh, it's Chef Andreo of all people. We just had him call. We were just talking about what you. Buenano. Is that right? Did I say it right? Yes. <laughs> Buon anno. Feliz anno nuovo. Hey. Yes, I want one one of the most important thing I want to call say thank you. Happy happy new year coming up. Um, and uh, I wish I could have seen you before the ending, but I mean it's not over yet. You know, it's just another couple of days. But I hope you can make it. Uh, we uh, have to uh, have a list of drink. Sonia, but um, it's uh, I have a beautiful speckled trout for you, Mary, and a beautiful pompano mm. for Tom. So they came through into my door today, and uh, they're available tonight. But one of the reasons I want to make sure that wish you a happy new year, Uni family, and the listener to of the too. radio station for all these wonderful years they've been supporting Andrea. And I want to wish him a happy and prosperous, healthy 2020. That's the main reason I call. But uh, well, let me <laughs> ask that? you this, since yeah. uh, you know this is. Um, uh, new Christmas Day. I'm sure you were just crazy busy, right? Very busy, wonderful, then, great, great and then, day. Uh, the uh, and then that evening or the next, you know, you had open for Christmas Eve was or, very, very busy. A yeah. great, great night, and mm-hmm. we expect to have a great night uh, tomorrow night for the ending and the beginning. We have a yeah. live music, as you know, uh, from 7:30 on. Uh, it goes until one, two o'clock in the morning with Bobby Holly mm-hmm. and the orchestra. Yeah. We have a four-course meal, uh, champagne at midnight, all the noise and crackers and everything else, uh, uh, fireworks at midnight, and uh, all the wonderful things, dancing, live music, uh, professional dancing floor. So people come for years to celebrate with us on New Year's Eve. It's a nice, wonderful. That's nice. Nice and safe, plenty, plenty parking, well-lighted. Um, and if you get a little tipsy, we take the key away from you, and we're going to bring you home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not everybody can be nice and behave. So uh, we've been celebrating for 35 years. Uh, we're going to be here for 35 years. And thank you, part of the, uh, my success because of your show, Tom, and the people talk about it all the time, Marion. And uh, we'll love to continue the 2020 nice and healthy prosperous for all of us, you know. So um, it's Andrea, wonderful. You have a nice, wonderful menu. When is your 35th menu. year anniversary? Uh, actually, we are already 35 years here. Uh, we signed a contract on December 21st, and we opened uh, for a party in December uh, 18 for a little party for an insurance company. And now we're going to be celebrating on the 21st of January, actually um, officially open. And we're going to bring the, uh, the uh, bank to price from 35 years ago. We have going to be three-course meal, uh, nice, all the successful dishes have been in the menu for many years, and we're going to celebrate for the 21st, from 21st until the end mm-hmm. of the January. Uh, yeah. Nice. And, and that uh, is the 35th or the 36th? 35th. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 30, Andrea, 35, 35, 35 years. <laughs> big, before big. you uh, get away from us, because yes. we are about to go here, but uh, uh, I have one little thing, and, you know, I have a great respect for you just because you are so multilingual. 
He knows English, German, Italian. Uh, and, and he really does. He can talk. <laughs> and he could just walk up to someone with one of those other languages, and he's yeah. in there talking with him. Uh, but every now and then, even a guy who's very good at it as he is, sometimes uh, somebody who's changing their language for some reason or another, um, they they make a they make a goof. You know, it happens for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he he called uh, chef. You uh, made a reference to a noise cracker. That is what is known as a firecracker. So if, if there's, so don't uh, make that mistake because if you were to hand somebody a nose cracker, they wouldn't want it. Yeah, they wouldn't. No. no. All right. So now you have 20 seconds, Andrea, to tell us everything yeah. you want to tell us. Uh, I love you both. I love you both, and I uh, wish you a wonderful, healthy 2020, healthy and prosper, uh, and happiness and uh, healthy. Most important. And I want to wish all your listener and all your radio station, all the people that help you do the show. Happy, happy New Year, and thank you for all your support. Mm-hmm. We love you all. Stay nice and safe, and be careful on the road. Don't text it. Right back at you, Andrea. We love, love you all. Too. Ciao, grazie, arrivederci a tutti. Felice anno nuovo. Ciao. Happy New Year. Ciao. See you later. All right, there that's a wrap. Thank you, we everyone. Have... have a great meal tonight. Have a wonderful evening. What time? You looking for something? I am. But it's nothing uh, critically. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.